Hey everyone, welcome to Spin Radio, your guide to understanding the trends, tools, and techniques to help your business thrive in the fast-moving landscape of digital and web. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Allison Gibbs. And we are your host today, brought to you by SpinWeb. We're on the web at spinweb.net. And we have some special guests with us on the show today, uh, Mike and Nicole Rose from Mojo Media Labs. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. They are, again, with Mojo Media Labs, a fellow agency that uh, we love and are friends with, and they are in town today, and uh, they're going to join us and chat with us on the show today and have some fun. And we have a big announcement at the end of the show as well, which we're going to not tell you right now. We're going to keep you on the edge of your seat. Or the edge of your Suspense. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, so, by the way, you may notice that if you're one of the three people that listen live, um, we went live a little bit later today than usual. You're probably not listening because you probably didn't even know that, so... Anyway, we went live a little bit later today. The show published later today because uh, we had some technology struggles this morning. So uh, the iMac crashed. The hard drive is dead, I think. It's got that little flashing question <laughs> womp, mark. Womp. <laughs> womp, womp. And, uh, and I've also got this like winter cough. I feel fine, but this winter cough has been hanging on. So I may like, you know, cough a lung up during the show. So it's a miracle we're on the air, really. A true, a true holiday mir- miracle. A holiday miracle. <laughs> so, uh, so we're expecting Mike and Nicole to carry the show today. So take it away, guys. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry (laughs) for your listeners. (laughs) All right, so with that, we do have a great show for you today. Um, And we're going to start with some weekly roundup. Uh, We're going to talk about a few things. LinkedIn, uh, making a big change that will make some people very unhappy and other people very happy, I think. Um, A GDPR uh, fail, uh, so to speak, for a big brand. Uh, Allison has some tips on Instagram, or not tips, but some news on Instagram and how they're dealing with inauthentic users. And uh, Facebook is rolling out yet another feature on um, how much time you're spending on Facebook. So this actually could be an interesting thing. So, And then we have a topic today uh, specific on shifting from text-based marketing to audio and video marketing because hashtag people don't read, Right. That is right. Well, yes. not no, I guess not completely true. But I was going to say that's. I don't think we that's, have some data though. Right, I have D- data. Data. I have lots of data. That's a thing. It's a thing. Oh wow, lots of data. I didn't. Mike know and that. Nicole like data too. Right. Especially Mike, he really likes data. <laughs> <laughs> scientists by trade. So Nicole's never been on a podcast before, and she told me she's terrified to, to jump in, but they're they're doing great. So. Um, hey, thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's just kicking back with his popcorn, watching the whole thing. So. So. Uh, Anyway, so let's get started. So weekly roundup. So I wanted to share uh, something LinkedIn has been or has done lately. And um, actually, let me back up. Before I was, do, I was jumping too fast, don't I? I never actually properly introduce our guests. So let's this tell. This is true. Uh, so I caught myself this you time. You did catch yourself. Yeah. Oh it's my because gosh. they're old friends. So it we're is just a like, day of holiday miracles. I know. It might also be that I'm kicking him under the table. Oh, well, that's okay. That's fine. That's They're just fine. Such, Whatever it takes, Nicole. We're just among friends. We feel like it's just a natural group anyway. So anyway, so let's properly introduce Mike and Nicole from Mojo Media Labs. Uh, Mojo Media Labs is a digital agency out of Dallas, Texas. They have an office in uh, Dallas and in Chicago. And uh, again, thrilled to have them on the show. We met through the Digital Mastermind Group, which uh, um, I, I lead and I'm a part of. And we've known each other for about four years. Right, sounds about yeah, right. We've been saying that, mm-hmm. and again, they're in town joining us. So, yeah, give us the uh, the quick intro of Mojo Media Labs and what you guys do. I think I should have Mike do that. He hasn't had a chance to take, talk yet. No, take it away. I think you can do <laughs> uh, Mojo, Mojo Media Labs is a digital marketing agency, as Michael mentioned. Um, we really focus on inbound marketing, 
account-based marketing, sales enablement, and website design and development. Um, we, like Michael said, are based in Dallas, Texas, so excited to be in Indianapolis during the winter so we can get a little taste of the cold, although we were a little disappointed that you didn't serve up the snow today for us. Yeah, we sorry about that. that. Yeah, but at least get that very often. But at least it's semi-warm for us, at least, right yeah. now. 40 degrees, yeah. we'll count that. Yeah. yeah. We have that in Texas. <laughs> that's not that's not anything new. That's not helpful. Sorry. You'll yeah. have to come back in February. Although we did just drive down from Chicago, so it was a little snowy up there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They did deliver the snow. Yeah, so sorry. We're good. Sorry that I let you down, Nicole. Yeah, I know Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Allison is the uh, the president of the of the Nicole Rose fan club. One hundred percent. She the is. President. She is the only member, but as we say, the most important member. The most important one. That's right. Hey, with some marketing, you could grow that membership. Though. I bet I you could. Yes. So, <laughs> Mojo Media Labs is a great company, a great agency. MojoMediaLabs.com. So check them out as well. Get to know them, and uh, thanks for joining us today. So they're going to jump in on the conversation as well. And we can't hear what to, we can't wait to hear what the big announcement is. It's a surprise. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, LinkedIn has done something which uh, some people like, some people don't like. Uh, they are cutting off email address exports with their new privacy setting. So I'm guessing a lot of people are very upset by this because a lot of salespeople like to export their LinkedIn contacts, put them into CRMs, use them for nurturing, uh, both for good and for evil. Uh, we've seen both sides of it. So I think a lot of people are, I've seen a lot of kind of commentary on this where people are actually really excited about it because it is cutting down on um, the ability of people just to kind of randomly spam people based on their LinkedIn connections. So I'm curious to hear your take on things panel, marketing panel that we've assembled today. Good, bad, indifferent. I mean, I think Allison cares zero about LinkedIn. So, you know, I, right. Number one, Truth. LinkedIn, not my favorite, but number two, I mean, I think that this just continues to prove what we've been saying all along, that you have to grow your email list organically and stop trying to kind of scam any system to grab email addresses, right? Right on. I couldn't agree more. And this can't be much of a surprise to I know. You know, many people. Like, right? Why would people be surprised by this? That's the yeah. one thing. Anytime people are like shocked by well, up in arms. Yeah, yeah, up in arms, clutching their pearls. I get it. Okay, guys. <laughs> we're, it's 2018. It's privacy is a thing that we all have to focus yep. on. This shouldn't be shocking. Exactly. I know we'll touch upon GDPR, but it's going to be coming more of this is going to be coming. So yep. we want to have good, honest marketing. Market yeah. to people who want to hear your <laughs> message. Honest marketing. All I can think of right now is that, do you remember a couple of years ago when they did that Indiana, the tourism slogan, which was honest to goodness, Indiana. Oh my, that's don't all get me I can started. think of right now. And everybody hated it. So that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah, do not get me started. Yeah, that isn't good. <laughs> no, honest to goodness, Indiana. So the days of dumping your LinkedIn contacts into MailChimp and spamming everybody are over. So sorry about you. So that's actually a good segue into the next item, which is GDPR related, as Nicole alluded to. And apparently Marriott uh, has come under scrutiny because approximately 500 million records of uh, people's individual data has been stolen in a massive data breach. And uh, we hear about data breaches a lot. It's not necessarily... Well, oh, Sorry, I just read. I just, I just saw all of the data that they got. Okay. Oh, yeah. Woo! Like, okay, yes, yeah, please continue. Including financial information, <laughs> yes! uh, passport, passport information. What? Yeah, I mean... So scary. Pretty major. So scary. What? And earlier in the year, we talked about GDPR at length and why it matters. And of course, Marriott is a you know global company, and so you know a lot of this data fell under the purview of you know Canada, the UK, uh, and so they may be subject to GDPR, which could be up to four percent penalty or four percent fine. 
of their annual revenue. So 4% of their revenue could be the fine. So that's pretty major. So um, obviously this is a big brand in the spotlight, but it's an example of how GDPR is real and it can be a factor in, you know, financially and how well you store your data and what the penalties could be. So Yeah, and did you say that it was detected on or before September 10th? So it was definitely after all of the GDPR regulations went into place okay, and into effect, but they say that it may have dated back as far as 2014. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, these things make me feel really, really uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> 500 million I know. people affected. So it That's says, what... yeah, and they, um, that the records contained guest names, postal address, phone number, date of birth, gender, email address, passport number, Starwoods Starwoods report rewards information, arrival and departure information, reservation dates, and their communication preferences. So awesome. If, I mean, oh, that's a, that's scary, guys. And this thing is just a good example of whether the data is coming out of LinkedIn proactively, you're pulling it, or it's coming out of somebody's database uh, uh, inappropriately. But we're all after the data, right? I mean, yep. that's the most important thing, and the most authentic way to get that. Uh, is the most effective way. Wow, man. So, yeah, change Who's all your passwords. Whew. Yeah, go sign yeah, up for identity theft protection. Starwood guest for, uh, yeah, gosh, man. Okay, I gotta, I gotta stop thinking about it. All right, so uh, on to bubblier things, um, no, sort really. of. Yeah. What's your Instagram news? Something like, about uh, inauthentic really. activity? Yeah. Well, it, is it more, is more a, of a downer too? Yeah. Well, it can be a downer if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing on Instagram. Um, and we're like the social media police I today. I know. Aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, so, uh, Instagram last week reported that they have started to obviously they've seen accounts that have been using third party applications to artificially grow their audiences and in an effort to maintain the authentic activity of Instagram they have um, suspended basically or removed accounts and removed likes follows uh, likes follows and comments that are inauthentic from accounts that are using third party apps to boost popularity if you are one of those accounts that's been doing that then you will see a notification within your instagram account or you might have seen a notification within your instagram account that that is the case and that you are um and it will tell you the steps basically uh, that it says um we're taking a number of steps to limit this kind of unwelcome behavior so such strong language from instagram but um they're sending the the alert uh to the account you can access that and then you can take the proper steps to deactivate all of those third-party applications. And again, just do it the right way the first time. If yes. you're going to pay for the third-party app, pay for the advertising. You know? Agree. And Gosh. this is an example of mad. something that is not honest to goodness. <laughs> it is not honest to goodness marketing. marketing. No, it is honest not. Honest to badness. Honest to badness. Wow. <laughs> Wait, that didn't really work, No, it? it sure didn't. Um, but that's okay. We're here for you. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. Here for we you. Appreciate the support. Boy, trying to gain popularity has changed since 10 years ago. Like, to be popular, you have to pay third parties to show on Instagram that you're popular. And <laughs> Well, if I had to get this, so that, where I got that article from was directly from Instagram. If I had to guess, so influencer marketing is such a huge thing right now, and I, there is a very specific threshold that once you hit a certain number of followers, 10,000 on Instagram, then yep. you are, quote unquote, at influencer status. 
if I had to guess, this has to, more to do with specific individuals across the board. I don't know if that's accurate, but I would. There's no. I, I don't think that there's that that would be any shock to any of us if it came down to individual accounts more so than brand accounts. But brand accounts definitely were affected. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking more being in high school and gaining oh, yeah. popularity. I know. You know, I mean, a little different these days. It is. Gosh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't want to go back to those days. So last on our list, Facebook is rolling out its How Long Do I Spend on Facebook dashboard. It sure is. I'm trying to load the article, but it's not loading. Well, Apparently TechCrunch is down. That's awkward because it's loading for me, so oh, it? it must be a user error for user you. User error. That's good. Yes, so, so I'll let gets, you know about to, it. Who gets to see this dashboard? Because that might be a you. little embarrassing if anyone else could have access oh, to actually how much some of us that's spend a good question. on Facebook. Well, it's for, it's everybody's personal. It's your personal dashboard, right? So it's okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, but who knows if it's part of any of their APIs <laughs> that people can grab any of that data. Given the news factor of Facebook and access to the API within the last year, I'm going to go with it. Maybe it's locked down a little bit more, but you never know. So they have Facebook specifically has announced the Your Time on Facebook tool and it will count how many minutes you spend on the app. And that feature is rolling out around the world. You can set a daily limit and receive a reminder to stop after that many minutes each day and plus access shortcuts to notifications. So we knew that this was coming. They announced it. They announced the actual application several months ago. It is now rolling out to platforms. You'll see you'll start to see this. Um, your users will start to see this as well. And what I think that this comes back to and we continue to say this over and over again um, uh, I don't think Facebook is going away, to be very clear about that. However, I think how people are using Facebook and how brands should be using Facebook will continue to evolve and change. And it, if people are starting to make those efforts of, you know, we hear things about mindfulness and being present and too much screen time. If they're starting to put things into place to el- eliminate the amount of time and decrease the amount of time that they're spending on Facebook then it's going to become that much more difficult to compete to the real estate for the real estate within people's news feeds. And so if you are constantly trying to build up your organic reach on Facebook, it's going to be even harder than it is now. And you should just continue to go forward with advertising on Facebook unless you have the resources, which we talked about several episodes ago, unless you have the a lot of resources to put forward to put forward on organic Facebook, just keep focusing on advertising. I feel like we see the same thing every the week. The same thing, right? <laughs> but you know what? We continue to get the same questions. Is Facebook really, is Facebook advertising really effective? I mean, how many times a week do we answer that? Or I post on Facebook three times a week. Why am I why not getting I any not, leads? Why am I not getting any likes? Why am I not getting any more oh. likes, guys? So sad. So anyways, advertising, Facebook, unless you are BuzzFeed or the New York Times or the Atlantic and you've got a huge following probably not going to happen for you. Womp womp. And right now, Facebook advertising is so affordable. So affordable. I just wonder almost, I mean, it's not going to be like this for for long. I wonder when the the cost of advertising on Facebook is going to increase. And I wonder if this could be part of it. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, less time. Less time. So then it's, then the time is more and the placement is more valuable. Yeah, Yeah. you're probably right. Mm -hmm. So So, I love you. So take it, take advantage (laughs) of it now while you can. (laughs) Make it cheap, guys. There we go. 
So, Mike and Nicole, anything on your list this week that's kind of a trend or an update or a you-need-to-know kind of thing that you saw come across your radar? The answer can be no. I just thought I'd ask. Completely on the spot. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's the easy one. But I think, I think just technology in general, just building the tech stack uh, with whatever program you're at. I mean, just new technology every day, trying to stay on top of that and provide good recommendations to our clients. Easy enough. All right, let's move to our main topic today, which um, I it kind of prompted me to want to talk about because a number of things. One is I subscribe to Chris Brogan's uh, content. Uh, he's as a business thought leader I, I like and have seen speak before, and um, he has a lot of interesting ideas on kind of the future of marketing and tech and business in general. And for a while, he's been saying this, but this latest blog post, this latest article he wrote, kind of touched on some data as well, and. I kind of did some research myself as well, and it turns out that um, people on average are spending about 19 minutes a day reading text-based content. This includes you know, websites, text messages, Facebook, uh, articles, books, anything. And that was actually shocking to me. I didn't realize it was that bad or that low. <laughs> I realized that people are reading less and less, but do you guys know it was that, um, like attention spans were that short when it comes to reading? It seems surprising to me. I'm not shocked no. by this. You're not shocked by this? No. Okay. I do think that it's interesting that it's that low and it's across so many different formats of written content. <clears throat> that piece is, is shocking to me. But if you told me that it was 19 minutes on and we spend how many time, how many hours a day, right? Six hours mm-hmm. on in front of a screen. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked by that because of, it's all um, video and audio content, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. Yeah. And if you think about a blog post, <laughs> two to three minutes, then you can read through most blog posts. Yeah. So, yeah. Or if it's obviously structured correctly from mm-hmm. a, a heading perspective, it should be easy to scan. Right. Yeah. So I scan. Mm-hmm. Michael's aware of it. I scan more <laughs> more than I actually read everything word for word, full disclosure. Um, but yeah, I, but I'm not surprised at this. Well, and this came up recently in client meetings as well. And it's come up actually more than once recently where people are asking, okay, if I want to start something, is it going to be a blog? Is it going to be a podcast? Is it video? Like, I have I have attention or, or budget or resources to do one thing. What do I do in 2019 or next year? What do I do uh, for search for you know whatever? And so I think it's a good conversation to have because the same data is also showing that people spend about six hours a day online. And so in Chris's article, he Chris Brogan asked the question, "So where are they?" And the answer to the next line saying, "Audio and video. That's where people are. They're spending time on podcasts and on video." And so for a while we've been. Uh, we've been kind of looking at you know audio and video saying, well, people don't really do that as much in the workplace because they don't want to disturb people around them. You know, watching videos is kind of an interruptive thing and you know, reading is more uh, more quiet and people aren't going to worry about it as much. But people are spending more time uh, with headphones in their ears too. You know, the ear pods have really revolu- revolutionized how people uh, kind of walk around and consume content. Uh, wireless headphones are mature now. And so he's making the argument that we're reaching a stage of maturity where people are just walking around with the ability to consume audio and video content privately and easily. And so we're seeing a big shift in how we have to market to our audience as well, because people are going to spend, continue spending less time reading and spending more time looking for more convenient formats for them like audio and video. And obviously we've been preaching podcasting for like a thousand years. So you know, we, we feel like podcasting is probably one of the, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Allison. Most low-hanging fruit. That's my... You're welcome. <laughs> my favorite, guys. <laughs> because it is such a convenient format for people to digest. They can you know, put their headphones in or put it in their car or whatever and 
They can uh, multitask while they're listening to a podcast. It's so easy for people to get information, and it's so easy to produce. You don't have to put on like you know a whole uh, visual show or look nice in front of a camera or whatever. You just speak into a microphone, and you've got a podcast. And so from the consumption and from the creation standpoint, it is one of the easiest uh, tactics and, and methods to start communicating in. So obviously big fans of podcasting. And we've seen that as people get younger in this data, the less time they spend on, or less time they spend reading. And I'm sure that's not shocking either. We kind of know this too. So, what I'm curious about um, is, first of all, is is text dead? You think text content is going away and it's going to kind of disappear? No, I mean, as long as search engines continue to crawl text, that's still going to be, I think, a crucial. Yeah, someone did ask recently. A client asked, "Hey, for Google specifically, what do I do?" Yeah, and my answer was blog. Yeah, for search Among other engines, things, but. for search engines specifically, do not get rid of text right now. I think the trick is to repurpose. Yep. So if you're going to be doing, you know, audio uh, content, use the opportunity to take that content that you've already produced to produce a written blog, so that you can be more found in search um, in other ways. So it's easier to repurpose content than to create, you know, content for just one channel anyway. So it's going to be harder to compete. Worth- as well. And so the trick is to make sure that your text content is extremely special. A lot of people just kind of spit out a weekly blog with no soul because it's just the thing to do. And that is typically going to be less effective than a quarterly article that is deep, insightful, thoughtful, and amazing. And we've seen that work time and time again. So, and, and email, email newsletters are a great example. I mean, you like, you, there's probably lots of email newsletters, Allison, that you really like and read every word of. Yep. You are absolutely correct. Like I, I subscribe to the Brew, which is a a daily newsletter full of like business and you know market and financial news. Um, Middle Finger Project, I read that one. I mm-hmm. like it. It's, it's very uh, um, Ash Ambridge has a great newsletter. So these are very focused, very well created and and beautiful newsletters. And so, uh, what are some of the ones that you like? I love the Daily Carnage. That, that is one. a it's a marketing, and it's. My exact tone. It's basically how I speak as well. So, okay. Um, the Daily Carnage. It's awesome. They also have a Facebook group that's really good as well. And then I also read the Skim, which is my daily kind of what's going on in the world news. What about yeah, you so guys, that, Mike Nicole? Do you guys I'm read a, anything? I'm kind of like a congregator. I like the Apple News. I go to Apple oh, yeah. News and try to yeah. personalize that the most, the best way I can. I like, I like wine. I like marketing. I like, I like stuff like that. So I try to customize my feed to around those interests. I got nothing. I got nothing to contribute. <laughs> Nicole's part of that 19, per, 19 minutes. I was yeah. say, Nicole yeah. spends 19 minutes reading, then she's done. So. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a good point, though. This is um, We have to look outside our bias as well because all of us are, you know, we're business leaders. We're in marketing. We're creating things. We're probably reading a lot more than the average person. And it would be really easy for us to say, well, I read two hours a day. Therefore, this data is wrong. And my audience is just like me. And my audience is probably not like me. Yeah, I don't think the audience is like me necessarily because I, I definitely consume more content throughout the day than I think probably the average user does. Yeah, yeah for or, sure. Or maybe it's that 19 minutes that of, of platforms we can track. Yeah. So there's a lot of platforms yeah. like in your email, right? You can't track that. Mm-hmm. So you're not reading exact. a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But I think having a balanced content program, audio, video, mm-hmm. visual, those kind of things text. really text now that we're talking about but just like ebooks didn't go away with print books so print no. books are still around maybe making a resurgence who knows i like the idea of we talked about this a couple episodes ago of being an early adopter uh baking new media into your routine 
uh, not just repurpose your content, but also uh, embrace that being an early adopter and saying, okay, um, I'm going to push beyond, push outside my comfort zone. And, you know, maybe you're an organization that's a little more conservative, like a financial organization or, or healthcare or something where you don't, you don't blog, you don't podcast, you don't make videos, you don't do anything that's considered new and trendy. And you're trying to figure out what to do. Pick the thing that makes you the least comfortable and the one that is, has the most long-term potential and be that early adopter. And uh, I would encourage you to, to think of that as well. So also make all your content entertaining and interesting. I mean, so much boring content exists out there. So standing out is, um, is difficult. That's part of the reason why I read the email newsletters that I read yeah. because they it's entertain you, right? Yes. And it's entertaining. Yeah. Yes. They have personality and you can have personality. And I, Mike and Nicole, you guys work with a lot of, uh, I would consider, you know, we'll say stuffy or conservative organizations like, uh, like manufacturing, like healthcare, like financial, Hang all on. industries we love. <laughs> oh, we love them too. We're, we're in finance say, and we're, yeah, yeah. we're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. And so it's sometimes difficult to get those industries to see, oh, we can have personality. We can actually be human. We can, we can have a little humor in our marketing. And so, uh, what would you say to those organizations that kind of resist that mindset? So what we say is, first of all, um, you know, some might call those boring industries, but I can, you know, assure you that those people who are within those industries who read that content, they don't think it's boring. They think it's really, really exciting. Um, but we want, always want to make sure that the personality of the company comes through. So that may not be funny, um, you know, but we want to make sure to really, you know, let that personality show through and make sure that they know that it's okay. It doesn't have to, you know, just this isn't an encyclopedia. This is not, you know, written for, um, yeah, it's not an encyclopedia. It's the only thing I can think of. Like we want to be able to get something across that's readable, even if it's a very technical type of content, you know, make it something that really resonates. Well, and I think tone is important too. So, I mean, the tone I know I have with Nicole is probably the different tone I have with my kids and with, with anybody, with a, with a client. So I think adjusting the tone for the platform and the subject matter and the personality is really important as well. Yeah, that's a super good point. Like you don't want to have the same probably tone on Facebook um, that you're going to have, you know, say in a in a white paper. That's probably going to be a slightly different tone for most clients. But white papers sounds so exciting. Well, white papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't think a white paper would be exciting, but you're right. Maybe it doesn't need to be. <laughs> also, of course, look at your audience. I mean, if your audience does read, then take that into account as well. But I think this is kind of a, of a, a cautionary set of data to say, um, don't get complacent in the older methods. I shouldn't say old because, I mean, we're still in kind of newer technology, but the, the older methods of marketing content uh, break into, Allison says all the time, meet people where they are. If people are watching video and, and consuming audio, you need to be there. And the ones, the organizations that do that are going to be the ones that compete. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it seems incredibly overwhelming to get any of this started, whether it's text-based, video, audio. I think that's what holds people back and kind of what scares people from being an early adopter or even implementing any of this, because I've even heard this before. Well, why don't I just wait around until the you know the next best thing comes along? Well, then you're already behind. So if you don't even have a text-based marketing <laughs> plan right now, quite frankly, you're already behind. And so adding the audio, adding the video without the foundation may not necessarily be the the right route to go. However, in our experience, once you get everything into a rhythm, whether it's text-based audio or video, once you start to get into the rhythm, you become more efficient with that production. And once you become more efficient with the production, then you can start to add in some of these other components. And when there's something new that comes along, 
then it's not as scary and it's not as overwhelming to implement because you can sit there and say, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, do you remember when we started a podcast and I, when we started this and I like was sweating? Yeah. Like, I could not handle it. And like yeah. the, sitting here, I was sitting at the table and he kept talking about it. And, and he was like, I'm going to do this podcast and you don't you don't have to be in on it because I can see that you're stressed out. And I like I couldn't even I couldn't even. It was, I it do was remember a lot. that. Do you remember that? And I, it was awesome. Like, as soon as, as once we started to get into the flow of this, now it is a part of our normal routine. There is nothing, there's no question about it. We know what everybody's responsibilities are. It's super easy for us. And now we can start to build in new things for 2019 because we're already a part of this. So, so, so I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Oh, no. So you're on episode 168. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. yeah. So that was episode number one. Where, when did you get really start to get more comfortable? Well, how, I how, what episode was it? That you're like that was my best one. Yet. Okay, now I didn't start as the co-host, okay. so Abby was the first co-host mm-hmm. with Michael, mm-hmm. and I showed up. I don't know here and there in a couple of episodes, and it was maybe right around the time when Abby left to move on to other opportunities, and I started to come in. Um, it was probably maybe a month that I felt better and started to get better at it. I feel like I mean, you weren't horrible the first no, time, no, but I was like. Hi, my anxiety was through the roof. It was a little high anxiety, yeah. It was through the roof. It wasn't long before you were just no, totally fine. No, and <laughs> Michael had to do all of the technical setup for it for probably like six months before I was like, okay, I'm going to set this up now too. I think I can do it. So, I mean, yeah, it took- it, it takes some time, but it's Actual comfort it's level producing the, the podcast, not very long. To do everything, it took me probably six months. So, oh, wow. So it's- 36 episodes yeah 20 to 30 episodes with a good mentor kind of mm-hmm. coaching you through yeah that makes sense yeah you never get at anything when you first start you just gotta yeah. start right I oh my mean, gosh i mean i know think back to those early the early days of the podcast yeah even just i mean a year ago from when when did i join this 2016 2017 i can't yeah, remember I Whatever. We're bad at keeping track of time. We're bad at keeping track of time. Whenever I join, I mean, when when I go back to think and look at those episodes then versus now, we've kind of changed the format a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. But I think you bring up a really good point, Allison. And um, you know, we see this a lot, too, where businesses will uh, overanalyze and overcomplicate just getting started, you know, in the area of, of creating content. And um it's like, just get started. Everybody it overthinks not, everything. You know, yes, exactly. It's like, just oh get gosh, started. Just you can improve from there. But right it, now, guys. you have nothing to improve. We're not. Right? Yeah, we're not doing open heart surgery like we're just creating some content it's we're not operating okay. on babies yeah we're not saving lives it'll be okay thank goodness yeah right i know really appreciate those people yeah. <laughs> I do, yes i do too you guys are fantastic glad you're around however well we are <laughs> just marketing running out of time so in the last few minutes let's go ahead and uh, share a big announcement so the big announcement is oh nicole you had uh, you want to jump in there oh no i was just gonna say yay you were grabbing the mic so i so he's going to sing a solo for us here. Um, so our big announcement is the reason that uh, Mojo Media Labs is in town is because we are finalizing uh, some of the details of Mojo Media Labs acquiring SpinWeb. Yay! Woo! Confetti cannons. <laughs> I should have thought about that, man. I could have some fireworks and some there you confetti go. rolling. So imagine, if you will, fireworks and confetti cannons, t-shirt cannons. You can hear it in Mojo my Mojo Media Labs t-shirt sure. cannon. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah Mojo of Maker. Course. So we're yeah. what's that? It's some video. It's video content. content. Yeah. So yes. uh, <laughs> so we're all very excited, as you can tell. So uh, this has been a, a long, thorough, well um, well thought out, intentional process, and the team, both teams, uh, becoming one team, are very happy about it. Everything's going very. 
uh, smoothly beyond at least my expectations and beyond, I think, everyone's expectations in a very positive way. So uh, that is the big announcement. So as of December, uh, the SpinWeb team has joined Mojo Media Labs, uh, mojomedialabs.com. So uh, there'll be a transition period. So for our clients um, out there who have uh, already been notified, obviously, but uh, who would like more information, we're going to be in touch, I'm sure, in the coming months. But uh, everything, as we've been telling everybody, uh, for our clients and for our future clients will be the same or better. Ideally better. So, because both yep. the company that's being formed, I keep saying, is stronger than either company individually. So, we're very, very happy about this. And it's going to be great for our team and for our clients and future clients. That's really awesome, Michael. And, and we couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, you've built something really, really special here. And um, we're super excited to be joining forces um, and having now an Indianapolis office. So, we'll be, we'll be coming down here office. So, or coming down here often. Um, okay. So, everyone is thinking, uh oh, what about the podcast? I know, right? What Sa- about same it? or better? Same or better? Don't yep. worry, it's not going anywhere. Definitely better. We, there, there will be 169th <laughs> and a, you know and beyond podcast. So, more news to come on all of that. But very exciting. Well, the uh, the plan here is we're going to do two more episodes of Spin Radio. We're going to publish one. Uh, we're going to release one next week, just kind of a normal episode. And we're going to release one more episode of 170 the following week. I think it's the 15th, maybe, mm-hmm. that Friday. Yes. Um, that will be officially my uh, my goodbye episode. Um, I will be leaving the podcast. I mean, maybe you'll invite me back as a guest if you want to. Potentially, if you're lucky. It's up to you. So uh, <laughs> Allison will be uh, uh, filling this seat, taking the lead on the podcast, which I'm very excited for. She was uh, probably qualified and ready a year ago to do this. So it's uh, definitely oh, just shucks. you know re- ready and, and good timing. So. Um, Allison will be joined uh, by Stephanie, yes, as we have alluded we, to. We talked about that a few weeks yeah. ago when she was on with us. <clears throat> and it'll be renamed. It'll be under the Mojo Media um, company brand, but it'll have its own unique name as well. So we'll share that. We'll leave that a surprise. We're going to actually tell you where to go to get the new subscription feed uh, on episode 170. We'll give you the, all the instructions there. So we'll be sure to keep you updated. So be sure and subscribe for the next two episodes. And we'll tell you what to do from there so you can uh, continue listening to Allison and Steph. And uh, it'll be great. So it's thank you. Be awesome. Thank you for taking over. Thank you. Yeah. Michael, I've been, in, in so, been so impressed with you over the years and always admired you and the team that you've built and, and what you've built. You made, you made a comment to me a couple years ago saying, we absolutely have the best design and development uh, agency in the country and, uh, and uh, I believe you and and uh, it, it's it's really really exciting so we're looking forward to growing the Mojo Maker team and uh, delivering more products and services to our clients wonderful I'm excited as well so uh, and again I will be around I'm pursuing other things uh, you'll see me probably uh, um, pop up here and there online with some new ventures that I'm not going to go into right now but I've got some good things cooking in the works so uh, I will be uh, around and uh, obviously all these people here in the office are my friends so I will probably, um, like I said, maybe be a guest if you invite me back. So we'll Potentially. See. We'll see. So with that. Um, <laughs> it's up to Allison. <laughs> yeah, it's up to Allison, really. Yeah, so uh, I got to stay on a good oh, side. No, you're so, welcome uh, anytime, Michael. All contact information for now remains the same. Yeah, go ahead, Nicole. I was going to say from nervous Nelly to, to I know. Now, to just Allison, like, that's really just, impressive. Just it's just like, push okay. you right out the door. Sorry, Michael. Womp, womp. Allison's we on her way to here. taking over the world. So, uh, And we're not mad about that. Just building an empire. There you go. So, uh Anything uh, you'd like to add, Mike and Nicole? No, just really, to- really glad to be here live and in studio and uh, looking forward to seeing this relationship grow. All right, wonderful. Here, here. 
Well, great. Well, thank you both for being here. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing more from them in the future as well. So with that, we will wrap up for now. Again, I'll see you next week and the week after. So not going anywhere yet. Talk to you soon. Spin Radio is brought to you by SpinWeb, uh, a digital agency now part of Mojo Media Labs on the web at spinweb.net and uh, mojomedialabs.com. It'll be redirected soon, but we're still there for now. Uh, we're your partner in website development, digital marketing, and with the acquisition now, things like account-based marketing, sales enablement, and a whole slew of amazing services that we cannot wait to share with you. Uh, send questions or comments to radio at spinweb.net. And thanks for joining us this week. Have a great day. We will see you next time. <laughs>